Hello, and we're back. The KM Podcast has returned. Ken Brown from WGR Radio, Michael Hare from DetroitLions.com as we talk actual football happening with the Detroit Lions and other things around the NFL. Hello, Michael Hare. Hello there, Kenny Brown. You know, the last time we talked, you told me just uh, you said just wait, I'll get back to you. Well, I've been waiting, and you finally got back. To well, it's something to talk about finally. <laughs> I, I, for some reason, this year off season was like a tale of like three cities, not two cities. It was a tale of three cities to where there was a big burst when the free agency and the draft came, and then it's just been like a it's just been like a dull period. I mean, league wide, there's a a lot of off-the-field stuff going on, but actual football stuff is – I don't know, Mike. It's been like a quiet off-season. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I would agree with that mostly. What we've gotten like, – there were two or three or four storylines that just got beaten it to death over and over and over. Uh, it was sort of like the, the answer to basketball speculation on KD and, and Kyrie Irving and maybe a couple other guys a day after day after day after day here just a slightly different version of the same story and really there was nothing new right. and i think there was a lot of that in the national football league it just there was just nothing new from day to day to day now that doesn't mean people aren't interested in talking football because they are it's america's favorite sport uh the second and the number two sport is talking about football but but really just not an awful lot of new ground to cover i'll tell you one thing that i've noticed and people aren't going to talk about it but the nfl Evidently, their their procedure for punishment must be taking effect because I don't think this offseason there were a handful of arrests. Like usually every year, there's a bunch of these things that happen. Like I said, this is also a quiet year for guys getting in trouble. I guess they that money's so good now that nobody wants to get in trouble. Well, I I, I would agree with that too. I, I I didn't really think about it until you just brought it up. But really, there hasn't been an awful lot of new you know, new shenanigans. Right, it's always some shenanigans going on, but, you know, you get your drug driving here or there or something like that. But, I mean, for off season, usually there's, besides Deshaun Watson, which is not this year's story, it's really it's last not this year's year story. There was no big happening this off season when usually players are just, you know, getting in trouble. So I, I think it's a part of the money's so good, now I'm not giving up any of it. Well, and actually, I think uh, Deshaun Watson, that could have been two years ago. It's, it's been yeah. going on for so long. I'm not even, I even kind of lost track, you know, of when it began. But there was some, you know, as, as there always is, there's quarterback talk. And that was, you know, Baker Mayfield. Where was he going to land? Is he going to be back in Cleveland? No. Uh, is he going to start in Carolina where he signed? We'll see. But really, a lot of the stuff, and, and some of it I was, you know, I'm out here at the, I've been out at the Lions headquarters today in Allen Park, first time in a week or so. It's... You know, just it—it's it, just kind of—it's just kind of different, Kenny. That's the best way I could put it. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you brought. Quiet's not quiet's not bad, by the way. No, not not yet. But I'm glad you brought the quarterback up because as the show was starting, some breaking—well, this show was starting, some breaking news came out. So I'm going to bring this up, but it also goes back to the league or Cleveland paying Deshaun Watson that forty-six million dollars a year, two hundred thirty million guaranteed full. Kyler Murray just signed for 230 mil, 160 of it guaranteed, 163 guaranteed. But his average <clears throat> is 46.1. So I guess whoever his agent was was going to demand more than Deshaun Watson. So he'll get an average of $46.1 million a year. 
when you didn't have to pay him this year, it's a, a thing with the Arizona Cardinals will always be the Arizona Cardinals. You like to talk about same old Lions, same old Cardinals. I'm telling you right now, not taking away the kid's talent, which he's a very talented player with limitations because he's he's short. He's 5'8". You got to show me some leadership, man. To give this kid 46 points, make him probably the highest paid quarterback for a week or two until the next guy signs. I just think it's ridiculous. I think Arizona's short-sighted on this. They panicked, and I, I don't think you're going to get your money worth out of I'm, I'm I'm not that impressed with him. Well, I think he has some limitations, and one of them is he's, they listed at 5'10". He's probably closer to 5'8". But whatever size he is, he hasn't been able to over he hasn't been able to compensate for what he lacks, which is height. And he doesn't seem to be, to me, the kind of guy who relishes contact. He just doesn't he seems to he seems to find you know, kind of spin away from it, you know, to make that whirl move and come back and make himself vulnerable to get hit again. So you know, he has, has he been a winner? He's been a winner to some degree in the regular season. He has not been a winner in the in, in in the postseason, and there's a big difference. And look, looking down at, at a, just, I mean, a tremendous football player, Lamar Jackson. You know, I don't, even, I don't even know if he's embroiled in a contract dispute because we don't know if he's, if he's negotiating and all that. And I'm not knocking him for that because he's handling his own deal. But we really, he is. Is he a tremendous player? Absolutely. You know, an MVP of the league player, absolutely well deserved. Postseason record, Kenny. He's one and three. One win, three losses and average 13 points per game. So, you know, there's a lot of money being paid out for guys who haven't done an awful lot in the, in the postseason. Yeah, well, I, 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 Lamar Jackson was MVP of the league. I, I, so, I that. Yeah, yeah, I'm saying, so at least he brings a pedigree. What is What has Kyler Murray done? What has he done? I mean, he had an okay year last year. I'm not saying it was great. This year wasn't he made the Pro Bowl when he shouldn't have. Stafford should have made it. Stafford's numbers were way better than his. But I mean, and he and as the leadership and he, he kind of moped around and and the, and the team. Some there was some talk after the team about him not being a great leader. I, I just think that they jumped the gun. They didn't have to do it. Now they could have waited. They panicked. He wasn't going back to baseball. He could say all that stuff he wants. But he was going to be there, and I just I, I hope it works out for him. That's all I got to say. Well, it'll work out for him. I'm not going to sit and root for him because it's not, you know, I don't, don't wish him any ill will or anything like that. But I'm going to he can take care of his own career and he can root for himself. No, right. But I feel pretty much the same way about most players too. It's not my, you know, I got other things in life to root for besides besides athletes. Although I do have to admit, I spent my whole life watching them play. So right. I just I don't know how, with the salary cap and the way the, the quarterback market has exploded, you can be able to field a team in a few years if you have a good quarterback. Because well, the, what's the cap this year, 200 or something? I, I have no idea. But it's in it's it's close. Probably. Just say it's 200, if it's somewhere in there. If you're paying 46 of it on your cap for a quarterback, that's a, that's a, you know, a, four, a, a fourth of your cap is going to one position. And I know you can manipulate numbers and whatever, but it's just—I just think that the, the quarterback number has gotten too big. And I look, I'm all for players getting whatever they whatever they can make. I don't have a problem with it, but I'm just saying we got to see. And my my thing that I always said was they should have a separate salary cap, and then a separate quarterback salary cap. Well, it's one one thing that I think that I think we kind of should be looking ahead to, and that's the next. 
the next round of negotiations with the television uh, the television contracts for everything I hear, it's going to be just absolutely an explosive, explosive increase in what they're going to get get in the TV contracts, and the players are getting their money now, and there's going to be more to be gotten once this new contract comes in. So, you know, what seems like a big bite of the salary cap now, and which it is, but that some of that's coming back, and whenever the next contract is up, a year or two. And so, look, the National Football League, and we say this all, look, I can go back to when the first salary cap came, and, and, and being in 1994, I think it was $34 million. Kenny, $34 million. Your quarterbacks are making more than that. Right, right. An average quarterback's making more than $34 right. million. Well, but that was for an entire team. Yeah, I was, like I said, I saw a stat a minute ago. Kyler Murray's average is $46.1 million a year. And in the Oakland A's, the team that drafted him, he was going through their payroll for this year is like forty six eight for the entire <laughs> roster. So Wow. You know. That's a good one. Yeah, so Tony came up with a good one there. Yeah, yeah so. I like that. But let's oh, get to go ahead. And I was just I was just gonna say one thing. We're here in a situation here in Detroit with a quarterback at Jared Goff who's just starting his second year, and I've got I probably have a different opinion of him than most people do. But the big you, know, you hear people talking about uh, the speculation or whatever is, well, it, it, would, it would be great for the, the best thing for the Detroit Lions would be if he has a bad year, then they can get rid of him, get another quarterback cheaper. No, the best thing that could happen to the Detroit Lions is that he's a good quarterback and they can win with him. Yeah, well, I was going to get into that as we go. We might as well start with the quarterback. I was going to get into the Lions coming. Well, there. go ahead. Well, the Lions will be uh, reporting on the 26th, the vets on the 26th, the rookies report this Saturday. So yeah. um, you'll see everything going on this week. The, the question marks for the rookies are about the second-round pick, Mr. Williams, Jameis Williams, if he's going to be a, a PUP guy or how's that going to present itself. I'm sure he's not going to be ready to go Saturday, you know, physically. Well, yeah, Dan, Dan Campbell, the head coach, already answered that question, I think, in one of his last uh, press conferences during the uh, off-season workouts, the mini camp. He said that he won't be ready – for training camp, but we'll see if he's going to be ready in September, October, November. Look, this is a guy that they got. They didn't get him for one season, or they didn't get him for one month or anything like that. They moved up to draft him in the 12th round to think that he's going to be a, a, a fixture in this offense for years to come once he gets going. Yeah, but uh, yeah, and uh, it's not his fault, uh, Jameson Williams' fault, or that he was picked 12th or whatever, but it's just that anytime you get a new car, you know, everybody wants to see it on the road, and that's everybody's excited to get him out there. And, you know, I'm you got to be patient. you got to maintain common sense with him because, like you said, his career is longer than one year. But I, I, I personally want to see him out there. I personally like to see him out there snagging during camp, but I, I don't think that's going to happen. But we'll be patient. And the funny okay. part about it is, Mike, to me, Jameis Williams, Jameson Williams, has gotten more talk than the actual pick, who was the second pick, Aiden Hutchinson. There's been more talk on Jameson Williams since that draft than Aiden Hutchinson. Well, you know why there's talk? Because we don't have anything else to do about it except talk. Right, but I'm just saying. <laughs> we can't evaluate them. But something came out, was it yesterday or the day before or whatever it was, when all the Madden ratings came out? And the, the rating for him that everybody's talking about is that he's the second fastest player in the National Football League behind Tyreek Hill. Right, the cheetah. Now, I don't know how I don't know how anybody really knows that, but uh, and think about that. I and mean, just look, I don't know if he's the second fastest, first fastest, ninth fastest. All I know, I've seen him play and he can run. 
he he ran before, and hopefully he'll be running again. Yep. But we don't know yep. that either yet, so we'll have to wait. Um, like I said, back to Aiden Hutchinson, uh, the guy who's the number two pick. And I'm, this is, again, the crazy year we're talking about. Aiden Hutchinson, the number two pick, has got more national pub than the number one pick, Trayvon Walker. <laughs> I mean, so it's just like the, the lower you go now, the more pub you're getting because – I haven't heard a word about the number one pick in the draft. I haven't seen an interview no, with him. I haven't seen him any on any commercials. I haven't seen anything with him. And I, I, I don't think that's fair to the young man, but I'm just saying it's just how media works today and how, you know, the information age going. Aiden Hutchinson is a, you know, he's a dynamic uh, talker. He's a, a good-looking kid. He's he's a, from a big program. And Trevon Walker, he was of Georgia and a great program, but he was just a bunch of those other guys. He was with the other great players there. I don't think he shines as much. Well, he was, and he was a one-year starter too. Yeah. That was, that's part of it. But, that, but that's not uncommon in the SEC. It really isn't. You see guys that they're backups for two years, starters for three years in the NFL on their fourth year. That's that's sort of that's where they graduate to the National Football League. So. And that that's that's why the SEC is what it is. I mean, what have they won? Fourteen of the last sixteen or seventeen national championships, something like that. Yep. My gosh. They got a lot of good exactly like Yes, they do. But uh, Trayvon Walker reminds me of uh, Keith McCants and um, Jam- Jam- what's it Williams that went to Houston. Um, oh yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, guys Keith like McCants that was from Southern Cal. He was going to be the, the next great player, and he was no, wasn't he from Alabama? Alabama, I'm sorry. Yeah, McCann's with Alabama. Alabama. Yeah. That was I, obviously something else. Yeah, I, yeah. And he, and he never, never really fired. Never really fired. And he was an athletic freak and everything. And um, Williams that was drafted with Reggie Bush and those guys, the DN, Mario Williams. Mario Williams. He, um, you know, he was one of those guys that came out of nowhere and became the number one pick because everybody thought Reggie Bush or Liner the Cutler were going to be the number one picks. But um, I'm just saying, we'll see how that works out. I, Jacksonville – is interesting with that pick. Are they going to ever pay for not taking Aiden Hutchinson? I, I, I think Aiden Hutchinson is the best player in that draft. Well, I would, you know, and a lot of guys that I, you know, like Daniel Jeremiah of, of NFL.com and the NFL Network and all that had him rated as the number one player in the draft. Uh, but uh, people were people were also high on on, on on the other guy, but just just not as high on, on Trayvon Walker, but not not as high. The one thing, to me though, if I'm if I'm the Detroit Lions, I really don't. First of all, I shouldn't say that because who cares what another team did? But I would just want to know why did they pass on? If our guy is so good, why did a team pass on him when they could have taken him? Because this is not we're not down here splitting hairs with our 15th and 16th players in the middle of the first round. We're talking about one and two, and another team. You know, look, they have their scouts too. Why did they pass on Aiden Hutchinson? And not take him number one. That I would, I would, I would want that question answered, and I would hope it gets answered on the playing field. And the Jacksonville is wrong, and the Lions are right. Well, I hope they're both right. I hope they're both great players, and then you won't have to worry about it. But I think that right. they took the athlete over the finished over the product, player. over the finished yeah. product, because I don't think Trayvon Walker is a finished product yet. And that's what they were going on. If they were both finished products, who would have the higher ceiling? And I think if you athletically, Trayvon Walker's better, you know, better athlete than Hutchinson right now. So if you ever give him to playing football the way Hutchinson plays, and you have a better player, that's their philosophy. And I can understand it, but I would, I would have took, I would have took the thing out. I, I got to see it with my eyes. I, I can't go on, yeah. you know. 
Well, one thing about Hutchinson, and he, look, he was a big game player at Michigan State. He had big, you know, big games at against Penn State. I'm sorry, at Michigan, he had big games against Penn State, big games against Ohio State. You know, he really he, look. He stayed another year because he wanted a chance to play for the you know national championship. He wanted to have a chance to beat Ohio State. And look, he he came through in in, in those games. Now they got eliminated in the, in, the, in the playoff, but but he certainly, I think he. And the other guys on that team really took Michigan to a place it hasn't been in a long time. No, no. And I, I um, you know, I've always been since Charles Rogers uh, a little concerned with taking a local guy. And I hope that, you know, there's not too much pressure on him, which I don't think he's that type that'll put too much pressure on himself. But there will be pressure that he wouldn't have anywhere else being the local product. So I just want him to go through. What do you, getting to that, what do you foresee his role being this year? Playing wise, I know where he's going to play. I know how they want him to play, but is he going to be a full time starter immediately, or is he going to ease? Are they going to ease him in? And between him, a warrior, and uh, you know, a Quora, and all these the Quora brothers, where does he fit? Well, I think just where what we saw in uh, from the first mini camp practice, uh, he's going to be a starting defensive end. I don't think there's any doubt about that. That's where they've had him. That's where he. That's where he's going to stay, and, and you know they've, they've changed the de- defense. Something the fact that changing the defense doesn't matter to him because he wasn't here for what they played last year. So this is this is Aiden Hutchinson. This is his first go round, and but their, their base defense they're going from the three four to the four three, and he's going to be a, he's going to be a starting defensive end. But in some situations, because of his size and all, well, he'll move inside in, in certain situations and, and play tackle. When, you know, look, the starting defensive lineman in the National Football these these days, you don't play all 65 snaps or 70 or whatever it is. If you play two-thirds of them, that's a lot. I mean, the rotation is, you know, they want those fresh thoroughbreds out there for as long as they can have them out there. And that's, you get, you know, you, you get the guys like like you kind of said, you know, the Okora brothers and so, and Charles Harris and guys like that. These, these are lean athletes with speed and quickness and power an acceleration and get to the quarterback. That's the name of the game. And I think Aiden Hutchinson fits right into that model. What's a good sack year for Aiden Hutchinson? Well, that's a good you asked that because I, I, look, I've thought about it. I don't know if I really have the answer, but let's go back a couple of years ago to Chase, Hunt, Chase, uh, Chase Young of Ohio State. Drafted second overall by Washington, one pick ahead of, of the Lions. And he had, you know, he, he was on the all-rookie team and got a Pro Bowl. He had seven and a half sacks. Would that, would that, would you consider that satisfactory, or would you consider that sort of okay? That's a nice start. Yeah, so I, you know, that's a good question. I mean, I, ten you know, to me is a good year if you play seventeen games. Yeah, sure. Well, seventeen yeah, games digits. especially. Double-digit sacks is a good year, but to me, more than sacks, sacks plus pressures. I mean, if you get if, right. if you getting them and you and moving the quarterback out of the spot and somebody else is getting the the cleanup, that's another thing. But you were the one that caused it, so I want to see consistent pressure from whatever side he's on. I agree with that, but Kenny, don't you think if if you're getting sacks, you're going to be getting pressures too? I mean, you're not just going to get ten sacks and no pressures. You're going to. You're going I to hope so. Twelve sacks. Yeah, that's or what whatever I'm saying. I hope so. That's why yeah. I want to know oh, yeah. how much. Um, playing time. He's a three-down player. You know, some guys that come in the league are just pass rushers. They only play on pass rushing downs. He's going to be playing rundowns. He's a great run defender, too. He's very relentless. He runs around. I mean, he's a full football player. So right. I just want to see how much they use him. I don't want to wear him out his first year. 
Well, I don't think they're going to wear him out his first year, but they're going to play him. Yeah. They're going to play him his regular turn, just like as they should, in my opinion. That's what they drafted him for. All right, take golf away. Take the quarterback golf away, which we're not even going to discuss golf this week because, like you said, Why he, not? because it's nothing to talk about. He's got to play. He's got to play good. He's uh, This is a big year play. for him. He's got all the, the stuff on offense to play good. He's just got to do it. They were 3-3 three and three in their last uh, six games or whatever, 3-3-1 three, three and one, or 3-3-1 three, three and one in the last seven, whatever it was. They're, I think they're trending toward a 500 season this year at least if everybody stays healthy. You know, golf's going to be golf. I just want to know, give me one player that could make the difference in a real good season this year to a average to poor season. Is there one player that if he plays, either higher than his performance has been up to now or just maintains his performance? Who's the player? Who's the key player? I'd say DeAndre Swift, and I'll tell you why. Because the, the new offensive coordinator here, Ben Johnson, has said they expect to have a a really good running game. And if they do, that will trigger a lot of things for the Detroit Lions. Uh, and, and those are obvious. The good running game triggers play action and ability to really not just do it, but to be successful in it. And that's something that, that uh, Jared Goff was really good at with the Los Angeles Rams. And they, he, he talked about that in his, in his presser after minicamp. That, that that was something that they were really good at with the Rams, and they're going to implement that in, implement it more uh, with the Lions this year more than they did last year. And uh, so, to me, if if you if you've got the running game and it's Jamal Williams too and a couple of the other backups, if you can run the ball, run the if you can run the ball, it helps everything. The Lions have a good offensive line up front, but if all of that goes together, then I think to me, Kenny, offensively. That's a very, very important key. Plus, there's one other dimension there, and it hasn't really shown up completely in his statistics because he's been hurt. You know, he's missed games in both of his first two seasons. But DeAndre Swift is an excellent receiver out of the backfield. Look, he's a t- tremendously skilled player, and I just I think that he can, if he if he's rolling, he's humming along, getting you know eight nine hundred yards rushing and you know seven hundred or something like that receiving or more. You know, he could. We always talk about a thousand-yard season, but if he's if he's moving the ball down the field, scoring touchdowns, making big plays, keeping drives alive, they'll really have something there. I will agree with you on him being number one. I had a number, a different number one, but I can agree listening to your statements there. That that's pretty much. But I'm <laughs> that's gonna. That's why I went on and on. About yeah, it. I kept going. <laughs> I I was gonna go with Jeff Okuda because if he plays anywhere near his draft position. And you have a cornerback on one side because you got a warrior. If I'm saying the name right, on the other side is a fine cornerback. Warrior is fine, yeah. and you got Jacobs and those other guys who are fine. But if you get a top-notch, talented cornerback, which you drafted him to be, and he plays to what you drafted him to, that 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 transforms your whole defense. I mean, you can move things around then and. You know, you're going to have the pass rush, a little more pass rush with Hutchinson now and the other guys that you drafted. I just think he's 1A. If Swift is 1, Akuda's 1A on who needs to step it up. No, I couldn't. I, I could not uh, disagree with what you're saying. That, that's if you can if you can get a, a cornerback who can say, "I got that guy." You guys take the rest. Right. Then you then you've really got something. Right. Kenny, you're absolutely right on that. Now. Right. 
He's got a lot to overcome, though. It's not just being healthy enough to play, but it's being healthy enough to play at a high level. And look, he had that core injury. He played only nine games as a rookie, and, and a lot of it he wasn't at full strength. Kind of limped through his rookie season, and then you know the first half of the first game last year against the San Francisco 49ers, out for the year with an Achilles injury. How does he come back from that? I mean, we'll find out. It's not a, it's right. not the contra it's not the a career killer like it used to be. No, but it certainly does. It's let's put it this way: nobody gets one. Nobody gets one on purpose. I'll no, tell you that. That's right. They don't get them to get it out the way. So no, we'll see how it works. Out. This is this isn't this isn't Tommy Johnson. Right. I'll tell you that. So we'll see. But that to me is the second big question mark. All right, Mike, well, that's going to do it for this week. We'll be back from weeks to weeks now. We're back on our weekly grind. Um, we're going to be talking about it. If you're listening to this now, Mitch Album Show today at 6.05, we'll be talking to Frank Ragnow, who will be a will be our weekly person this year on our show in the fall. So let's hear what Ragnow, our center, has to say, who was projected one of the best in the league, even though they didn't rate him. The new ratings didn't come out they're not rating him as high because he missed most of last year, but he's still one of the better centers in the league. So, if not the best. Well, I think he is the best center in the league, and I think he's the Lions' best player. There you go. Well, Michael Harris said it, so does Michael Harris' mouth to <laughs> your ears. It's all done. We don't have to continue to even have this conversation because Michael Harris has deemed him the best in the league. So, we, we've uh, we've already well, I think done he it. Is. Okay. He well, is. like I said, I can't argue with it because I thought before he got hurt last year, yeah, he was the best in the league. He was the Lions' best player. I agree with that. But that's another thing, too. If your center's your best player, no disrespect to the center, no matter how great he is, you got to get some better players because you got to have a, a skill position player or a quarterback or somebody. It's got to be wow. your best player. Got to be your best player. I don't care if you're the best center, if you're Jim Otto in the prime. Wait a minute. Hold on a second. We're talking about this. It's just relative that he's the best player. But, yes, you do need a quarterback. I'm just, I'm just saying, Jim Otto was the best, <laughs> one of the best centers of all time, but he was not the best player on that Raiders team. Mike Webster was one of the best players of Hall of Famer assistant of Pittsburgh Steelers, but he wasn't the best player on that team. I'm just saying. Well, he wasn't He wasn't the best player. Right. You got to step. You got to get great players. And the Lions need to get some. So we'll see what they do. All right, Mike, that's it. We're out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving it there. We're not even going to continue. Yeah. I'm leaving it there. I'm leaving it there. (laughs) We'll talk next week as camp goes on. Mike, uh, study hard this week, so I want some good information out of you next week, all right? No, I'm under the gun now. You're under the gun. I want to get that information because, remember, there's only three exhibition games, and they're only going to play two of them the way they did last year. So the the work comes quick in camps these days. They get right to the season. And that's not a bad way to do it. Not a bad way to do it. All right, that's Michael Hare at DetroitLions.com. Ken Brown, WGI Radio. See ya.